landed welcome on in everybody welcome back right this is the uh, mid park music on air podcast uh essentially uh what mid park podcast 2.0 i would say uh so mid park's been a brand for over a year now just about uh over a year and the podcast started i think at the end of august last year um first couple months i was doing episodes at least two three times a week about a number of different things a lot of music-oriented stuff, um, then kind of focused on the memoirs towards the, the winter and, and early spring, and then as we've shifted to music only, this has been the plan for a little while now, and here we are. Um, obviously, today is uh, Monday, July 5th, so uh, just to give you a little rundown of, of you know how the, the uh, weeks will go here. Um, so, you know, obviously Mondays, obviously, like we said, why do I keep saying obviously? Jesus Maybe everything's not so obvious. Um, on Mondays, we will be doing this day in music. So, going to be going through, you know, over a number of events that have happened uh, on that day or throughout those days during that week in music history, uh, and you know, going over some birthdays as well, some some rock uh, rock and roll birthdays, and just some of my favorite artists. Uh, which we'll get into in here in, in just a little bit. Uh, on Tuesdays, of course, going to be our, our feature art, our feature artist interviews. Uh, this week, the very first one uh, in terms of with the uh, new on-air podcast here, of course, we just recently did one in the chamber. Uh, they were a few weeks ago out of Toronto, and this week we will have the Jailbirds, badass rock and rollers out of rock or out of Toronto. Um, really, really excited for you guys to hear that one. I mean, their stuff rocks. I can't, I can't reiterate that enough. Um, and we're going to get into a ton of stuff there. So that'll be tomorrow, July 6th, Wednesday, uh, of course, album review. Uh, I am open to whatever. So if you guys want to hear, you know, a certain album review that you've got, uh, you know, whether it's local, whether it's major, um, you know, I am gonna, uh, uh I guess, screen it maybe a little bit. I, I shouldn't say I'll take everything, but I definitely want suggestions, um, you know, on what you guys want to hear. So this, this Wednesday, we're going to be going over Greta Van Fleet's Battle at Gardens Gate, brand new album this past April. Um, I love Greta Van Fleet. Uh, I, apparently we are now on, uh, the either love or the hate train with them. Um, I don't understand the hate and we will talk all about that on Wednesday, Thursday. We are going over Lyrical breakdown. This week's uh, episode is going to be Boston's Peace of Mind. A uh, wonderful song that mixes both powerful rock and roll, wonderful, wonderful rock music with genuinely meaningful lyrics. Um, you know, it's hard to put those two things together um, in, in such an excellent way that Boston did with that song. I really can't wait to talk about that on Thursday. And then Friday, it's going to be just people and music things and, and music and, um, you know, just kind of connecting, uh, 
what music does for all of us. So we're going to have some, some good stories, some, some heavy hitters. Um, just to give you an idea, this Friday we're going to be talking a little bit about the, uh, the very just unfortunate, disastrous tragedy in Surfside, Florida. Um, got a few music-related things there that uh, I think are really interesting and, and meaningful. Um, another one that's uh, uh, a good little story is um, uh, of a band that, that just kind of travels to some different kids' schools and things like that. So that's what we're going over, uh, but obviously getting more into detail all the, throughout those throughout the week here. And then, uh, yeah, that'll be every Monday through Friday uh, for the time being. I'm not really sure how long we'll keep it going here. I want feedback. Uh, my plan is for at least three months. That's usually my my time frame for everything to see how it works. So we'll keep it rolling here for a couple months. And if you like it, we'll keep it, uh, we'll keep it going past that. If not, we'll ax it out. Um, but with that, that's really it. Uh, I think in terms of an intro here, uh, all the episodes are going to be 30 minutes long, uh, including today's, uh, except for our Tuesday episodes uh, with our artist interview. Those are probably going to be around an hour, hour and a half or so, depending on, you know, obviously the conversation. Um, but those are going to be a little bit longer meaningful, uh, or, you know, for good reason, of course. Um, but yeah, that's it. So again, this week that we're going over here is going to be July 4th. So that's yesterday, uh, through July 10th. Uh, so Sunday, July 4th through Saturday, July 10th, uh, and all those dates in history. Here we go. Let's go over it on this day. Let's get on, to it. On, on this day. That's right. So let's get it rolling. Like I said, uh, we're going to start with July 4th. And ladies and gentlemen, we are starting in 1969. Absolutely wonderful year for music, of course, as many of us uh, know, in uh, especially with rock and roll. Uh, so July 4th, 1969, 52 years ago, the Atlanta Pop Festival. Uh, so that was really at the time, well, that was one month, I think, or roughly before Woodstock. Um, and the Atlanta Pop Festival, I think, went for two years. Uh, but Janis Joplin, Led Zeppelin, Johnny Winter, Delaney and Bonnie, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Canned Heat, Joe Cocker, Blood, Sweat and Tears, Chuck Berry, Spirit Chicago, and Paul Butterfield all appeared at the two-day Atlanta Pop Festival in Byron, Georgia. That's a fucking sick lineup. I mean, I, I obviously don't need to reiterate that. Um, but... Yeah, uh, I mean, and, and again, we're going to go over a number of these things, but I just, I just, you know, of course, being there in the moment, you know, you, you don't realize it, but, you know, now all these years later, I just, I cannot even imagine being something that this just ultimately legendary. Uh, July 4th, 1986, what's that, 35 years ago, uh, the second Farm Aid Benefit concert took place at Manor Downs Racetrack. Uh, in Manor, Texas, uh, held to raise money for family farmers in the United States. Uh, the concerts were organ organized by Willie Nelson, John Mellencamp, and Neil Young. Uh, artists who appeared there included Alabama, the Beach Boys, uh, Bob Dylan, Steve Earle, the Fabulous Thunderbirds, Emmylou Harris, Jason and the Scorchers, uh, a number of others as well as I'm, as I'm looking at the list here. Um, so that's a, another interesting thing. So two, two kind of Cool little festivals there, uh, um, you know, music events, I should say. 1969, the Atlanta Pop Festival, and 1986, Farm Aid, July 4th. Uh, and then 2000, how about this, Metallica. A man fell 80 feet to his death during a Metallica concert at Raven Stadium, Baltimore. Man, we got another one of those on here as well, so I wanted to connect the dots there. But uh, that sucks. God damn, I cannot imagine that. Just you know, going to your favorite band's concert, and, and I mean, I... I you know, I'm not going to victim blame here. So 
you know, I know there's a lot of other factors at play and ultimately, uh, you know, alcohol and just things that whatever, but, uh, man, nobody deserves something like that. You know, accidents happen regardless. And that oh, God, ugh, I can't imagine that's terrible. What was that? 21 years ago. Yeah. 2005. This is the last one, right? For July 4th. Uh, so July 4th, 2005, you two, this is interesting, won their court fight for the return of items of memorabilia, including a Stetson hat, which they accused a former stylist of stealing. Uh, Judge Matthew Deary at Dublin Circuit Court ordered Lola Cashman to return the items, which also include earrings, within seven day, seven days. Uh, Ms. Cashman, who had worked as U2 stylist during the 1980s, uh, wrote an unauthorized book called Inside the Zoo. Judge Deary said he found Ms. Cashman's version of how she had been given the items at the end of a U.S. tour doubtful. Here's the kicker, particularly her description of Bono running around in his underpants backstage. I just thought that one was funny when I read it over. Uh, so I wanted to include that there. That That is uh, really interesting. So that was July 4, 2005. Moving on to today. So uh, all of these things here happened uh, exactly on this day in history, uh, whatever the year is, of course. Now we've, uh, we're starting here in 1966 this time on the recommendation of Rolling Stone, Keith Richards' girlfriend, Chaz Chandler from The Animals, went to see Jimi Hendrix play at the cafe while in New York City. Chandler suggests that Hendrix should come to England, which he does. And Chas Chandler, as we all know, of course, becomes Jimi Hendrix's manager over the course of the next uh, three to four years until Jimi's unfortunate, very untimely passing. Uh, and so here's the other one that I was talking about. Like I said, Metallica there uh, in 2000 having a, a, a very unfortunate accident at one of their concerts. July 5th, 1995. So what was that? Five years prior to the Metallica concert. Uh, more than 100 Grateful Dead fans were hurt when a wooden deck collapsed at a campground lodge in Wentzville, Missouri. Hundreds of people were on uh, were on or under the deck, sheltering from heavy rain. More than 4,000 deadheads were staying at the campground while attending Grateful Dead concerts in the St. Louis suburbs. See, man, that sucks. I mean, Grateful Dead fans are just the nicest, most spirited people ever. And, and just oh, shit like that, man. That's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, regardless of drugs or alcohol or whatever you want to try to blame it on. Like, I mean... Gosh, I just cannot imagine uh, things like that happening. And, and, and again, when you're just expecting nothing but a wonderful, beautiful time. And then, ugh, ugh. Uh, moving along. July 5th, 2003, um, Johnny Cash made his last ever live performance when he appeared at the Carter Ranch before singing Ring of Fire. Uh, Cash read a statement uh, about his late wife that he had written shortly before taking the stage. The spirit of June Carter overshadows me tonight with the love she had for me and the love I had for her, Cash said. <laughs> we connect somewhere between here and heaven. She came down for a short visit, I guess, from heaven to visit me, me tonight and give me her. Cash died, of course, uh, in September of that year, 2003. So uh, what was that, 18 years ago already? Yeah, uh, 18 years ago, Johnny Cash gave his last live performance. Uh, and then uh, very similar here. Uh, so was, this is only seven years ago. And this is interesting because we'll connect the dots in a minute here. 
So uh, seven years ago, July 5th, 2004, uh, 14, excuse me, the four surviving members of the Grateful Dead uh, gave what they said would be their final performance playing to 70,000 fans at, shout out to Chicago uh, Soldier Field. Uh, the shows came 20 years after the death, uh, of course, of Jerry Garcia, uh, who played his last show, which we will have in a mention here in a little bit, uh, in the nation's third largest city, that's uh, Chicago, in 1995. Uh, but of course, another dot to connect there is that was 2014, the Grateful Dead giving their last tour or their last show together. Uh, and I believe it was the very next year, towards the end of the year, maybe early 2016, maybe summer 2015. I'm not sure exactly when. Uh, Dead and Company, of course, uh, in which John Mayer came in. And, and I'm not going to say take took over for, for Jerry because I know that really pulls the, the wrong strings with some uh, very passionate deadheads, and, and and I understand. I think John understands that as well. Uh, but essentially, they made a new band. So, uh, but that was about a year later. So interesting, uh, interesting there. Um, yeah. So, what do we got here? Moving on to July sixth, nineteen sixty-seven. Uh, so, Pink Floyd uh, comes on, and they uh, made their first ever appearance on BBC TV. Uh, Top of the Pops music show to promote their new single, See Emily Play, which uh, that was their second single. I had done a thing um, a few months ago. I don't actually remember when it was, but uh, on their very first single they had put out, um, which was Arnold Lane. It, it doesn't sound anything like the Pink Floyd that you, you know, we ultimately associate sound with. Um, it's really interesting. But again, that was uh, in uh, July of 1967. But a badly damaged home video recording recovered by the British Film Institute of that show was given a public screening in London on uh, January 9, 2010 at an event called Missing Believed Wiped, devoted to recovered TV shows. It was the first time any footage was seen of the performance since its original broadcast. Interesting. Uh, this one's a, a short little one, uh, but an interesting little fact here. July 6, 1973, Queen. Uh, the lovely Freddie Merc Mercury and company, uh, Queen released their debut single keep yourself alive in the uk uh it did not make any charts unfortunately as most debut singles well, i shouldn't say that not most but uh many debut singles do not but uh queen releasing their very first debut single 1973 what's that so, so i always got to do like the one first so it's 2021 so we would go back to 71 that's 40 years right or is that 50 years? Holy shit, that's 50 years. Wow, that's a lot, that's that's a lot of years. Um so 50 uh, yeah, 50 years minus 2, 48 years. Wow. That took me a long time. It took me way too long to figure that out. I'm embarrassed. Um moving along. So this is the coolest date I think of the week we got here. So um this is uh, July 7th, so this will be Wednesday of this week. A number of cool things here and a number of cool things with my favorite bands. Um, so Led Zeppelin, uh, July 7th, 1980, played their last ever concert, uh, with John Bonham, uh, uh, when they appeared at, I don't know how the hell to say that, East Portal, West Berlin, uh, at the end of the European tour. The set included Black Dog, The Rain Song, Hot Dog, All My Love, uh, Trampled Underfoot, Since I've Been Loving You, Cashmere, Stairway to Heaven, and Rock and Roll. They finish the show with a 17-minute version of Whole Lot of Love. Uh, that is very interesting. Uh, of course, uh, John Bonham went on to 
uh, unfortunately pass away very early, uh, very, very, very too early, uh, very too early. That's not a thing. Uh, but in uh, 1980 there, so what is that? I'm, I'm not even trying to do the math anymore. Uh, 41 years ago already. God dang. Um, July 7th, 1984. Bruce Springsteen. So again, I mentioned a lot of my favorite bands here. Uh, Bruce Spring, bring. All right, I'm gonna slow here. Let me take a let me take a water break. So it's interesting. I mentioned earlier that uh, when I had my podcast uh, very early on when I started it last April or last April, I can't talk at all. Last August, I would do water breaks and uh, I would do a sponsored water break. So. This is not at all sponsored, but I will act like it's sponsored, and I will use my sponsorship voice. This water break ultimately brought to you by Dasani Purified Water, enhanced with minerals for a pure, fresh taste. Plant bottles, 16.9 fluid ounces, 1.06.500 milliliters. You know how they do all the disclaimers and stuff? I should really stop and just take a sip here. All right. July 7th, 1984. Bruce Springsteen went on to number one on the uh, U.S. album chart with Born in the USA. The album went on to spend a total of 139 weeks on the U.S. chart. It is also one of three albums, which is uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller and Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation, to produce seven top ten U.S. singles. That's interesting, though, that both Michael and Janet are the two others. Um, but seven top ten singles from one fucking album. Oh, my God. There are a lot of people that don't even get, like, one ever. And then that, that album had one or seven in it. Um, this is an interesting little bit here. July 7th, 1989, it was announced that for the first time, compact discs, that's CDs for all you young kids out there, uh, were, I can't believe I just said that, were outselling vinyl albums. So what is that, 32 years ago? Uh, yeah. It was announced that for the first time, CDs were outselling vinyl albums 32 years ago. Uh, and then July 7, 2006, uh, Sid Barrett ja died from complications arising from diabetes uh, at age 60. The singer, songwriter, guitarist was one of the founding members of Pink Floyd, as we all, as we all know. Uh, active as a rock musician for only about seven years before he went into total seclusion. Um, really just went, yeah, I mean, he, he went pretty well, uh, I think, what was he? I think very early 70s. And from there on, uh, nobody really ever heard from him. He joined Pink Floyd in 1965, but left three years later after one album. Barrett released two solo albums before going into self-imposed seclusion, lasting more than 30 years with his mental deterioration blamed on drugs. Um, it's really sad, of course, Sid Barrett, you know, there's the topic of many of Pink Floyd's uh, songs, many of their well-known songs, Shine On You, Crazy Diamond, most notably Shine with the S, U, Y, uh, the D, uh, ultimately coming to Sid, that song is Sid is the Diamond. Um, so a lot of, lot of connection there, and, and again, Pink Floyd, one of my very favorite bands. Uh, July 7, 2010. Uh, the year that I graduated high school. So if you want to try to figure out how old I am, that you can know that. Uh, God damn, that's 11 years ago already. Holy shit. Paul McCartney joined Ringo Starr on stage at a concert at New York's Radio City Music Hall to help celebrate the former Beatle drummer's 70th birthday. With Ringo's all-star band joined by Yoko Ono, Joe Walsh, Angus Young, and Stephen Van Zandt. Paul belted out birthday and Ringo delivered with, uh, with a little help from my friends. I just thought it was interesting because... Uh, that's just a really 
unique mix of people. Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, Yoko, Joe Walsh, Angus Young, and Stevie Van Zandt. Um, yeah, July 7, 2015. This is also interesting as hell. Climate scientists from five leading universities found that 163 of Bob Dylan's 542 songs. So let me stop there first off. 542 songs is... is <laughs> preposterously ridiculous amount of music 542 songs reference excuse me 163 of his 542 songs reference the climate almost a third making him the musician most likely to mention the weather in his lyrics the beatles came in at number two mentioning the weather in 48 of the 300 songs they 308 songs they wrote wild whoever went through that i mean that is really interesting um july 8th we're moving on. July 8th, 1967, the Monkees began a 29-day tour with uh, the Jimi Hendrix Experience's support act. Hendrix was dropped after six shows after being told his act was not suitable for their teeny bopper audience. And then uh, along with it, it says, as a, on a U.S. supporting tour, uh, the Monkees, the Jimi Hendrix Experience, appeared at the convention hall in Miami, Florida. After it became plainly apparent that the group was not suited, the tour's promoter, Dick Clark, and Hendrix's manager, Chas Chandler, Cocked a story saying that the conservative Daughters of the American Revolution group had complained at Jimmy's act, and so the experience left the tour after just six shows. That is too funny. Uh, the monkeys fucked that one up. Um, but I'm obviously we understand what's going on. What what went on there? Um, didn't they just didn't fit? Which happens uh, sometimes. Uh, July eighth, nineteen sixty eight. Pink Floyd kicked off their first 20-date North American tour at the Kinetic Playground in Chicago. The club became a driving force in the music business, hosting famous rock acts such as The Doors, Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, The Who, The Birds, Janis Joplin, The Mothers of Invention, Grateful Dead, MC5, Jethro Tull, Deep Purple, Iron Butterfly, Fleetwood Mac, Vanilla Fudge, Muddy Waters, and Jefferson Airplane. Muddy Waters, of course, uh, who has lots of Chicago connections, has a home uh, that was that is still... Um, it's under renovation right now that they're that they're preserving as an artifact, which is really cool on the south side. Um, July eighth, nineteen seventy two, Bill Withers started a three week run at number one on the U.S. Singles Chart with, as we all love, his uh, hit "Lean on Me." That was his only number one hit. Uh, that's really interesting. I, I, I would have thought he would have had more, but that was his only number one hit, "Lean on Me," nineteen seventy two, uh, and July eighth, nineteen seventy three, Led Zeppelin's fifth album houses of the holy was on both the u.s and uk album charts the album spent a total of 39 weeks on the u.s chart the cover art for houses of the holy was inspired by the ending of arthur c clark's novel childhood's end it is a collage of several photographs which were taken at the giants causeway northern ireland by aubrey pal of hypnosis that is i mean that's so uh just driven by art it's unbelievable and Really, I don't want to say you don't have a lot of those, but especially in mainstream music today, you're really lacking a lot of that that substance. And that's why I think Led Zeppelin has such a deep tie and such a, a massive influence across music because of their ability to craft art together for years at a time to put it into an album. Um, that's just, that's awesome. July 8th, 1997, Weezer Fan Club. This one's really sad. Weezer Fan Club founders uh, Michael Allen and her sister Carly both died along with their younger sister Trista in a car accident in Colorado on the way back. 
uh, for one of the band's shows. The girls were later honored through many tribute songs, including Weezer's Michael and Carly and Jimmy Eat World's Hear You Me. That's really sad. Again, as we talked about earlier, just can't even imagine, you know, going to, and I, I don't know, you know, what what happened with this car accident, but I mean, just going to your favorite band show and, and, and you don't make it home. Um, God almighty. Uh, July 9th, 1958. Uh, I think this is the earliest date we have. Johnny Cash signs with Columbia Records, where he would remain for the next 30 years, releasing over 60 albums. That is wild. Uh, July 9th, 1971, David Bowie started recording sessions at Trident Studios in London for what would become the concept album, The Rise and the Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. The character of Ziggy was initially inspired by British rock and roll singer Vince Taylor, whom Bowie met after Taylor had a breakdown and believed himself to be a cross between a god and an alien, which explains a lot, of course. Uh, July 9th, 1983, the police, uh, the band, not the police force. The police started an eight week run at number one on the U S singles chart with every breath you take. Also number one in the UK. Uh, very interesting. Uh, July 9th, 1988. What is that? 33 years ago. Cheap trick went to number one on the U S singles chart with the flame. The group again, I, and I included this here, the group's only U S number one. I would have thought they would have had at least one or two more. Um, but yeah, Cheap Trick went with their only number one. And I don't, thought, I don't know, but yeah, July 9th, 1988. Uh, and then I mentioned this earlier uh, with the Grateful Dead's last show without Jerry. Uh, now the Grateful Dead gave their last concert with Jerry at Chicago Soldier Field on July 9th, 1995. Uh, Jerry would die of a heart attack a month later, as we all know, while in drug rehab. Um, July 9th, 2011, former Led Zeppelin frontman Robert Blant joined three local musicians at a fundraising charity show in Monmouth, Wales, where tickets were cost three pounds. The event was a tribute uh, to his friend, former Led Zeppelin producer Pat Moran, who died of a rare dementia in January. Plant delighted the small crowd in Monmouthshire town with uh, songs from his Led Zeppelin days, as well as tunes from his solo career. Can you imagine that? He's going to a little bar and, and Robert Plant's playing Led Zeppelin songs. Unbelievable. Um, July 10th, moving on July 10th. Uh, so Chuck Berry was sentenced to five months in jail after being found guilty of tax evasion in 1979. I don't know if you guys know. So Chuck Berry, of course, has a, a great influence in music, uh, which we, you know, we can't deny, but he wasn't a very good person. Uh, if you look up his history, he had a lot of legal troubles, uh, domestic abuse being one of them, which I don't really have much tolerance for at all. Again, you know, can't deny somebody's talent and their influence across music uh, and, and what they've done. But in the sense of uh, Chuck Berry and, and honoring him as a dude, that's not really something I think anybody should ever do. So look that up for yourself. But uh, that was in 1979. Uh, July 10th, 1986, Jerry uh, went into a five-day diabetic coma, resulting, Jerry Garcia, of course, uh, went into a five-day diabetic coma. Uh, so many health issues. God almighty. That was in 1986. Um, and we've got here July 10th, 1987. So this was the year my brother was born, uh, for an interesting fact, I guess. He would have been a few months old. Producer and record company executive John Hammond died. He brought Stevie Ray Vaughan, Bob Dylan, Aretha Franklin, Leonard Cohen, and Bruce Springsteen to Columbia Records. Holy shit. Listen to that again. Stevie Ray Vaughan, Bob Dylan, Aretha Franklin, Leonard Cohen, and Bruce Springsteen. Those are five of the most legendary musicians of all time with their respective uh, genres and what they've done as singer songwriters guitarists i mean that was unbelievable 
<laughs> Hammond also worked as a producer with Betsy Smith, Billy Holiday, Benny Goodman, and Count Bassie. That is really cool. Uh, and we're going to end it out here uh, this week with July 10th, 2005. Half two, of course. This is a perfect way to end it out. The four members of Led Zeppelin were voted the UK's ideal supergroup after 3,500 music fans, fans were asked to create their fantasy band for Planet Rock Radio. Jimmy Page won Best Guitarist, followed by Guns N' Roses Slash and Deep Purple's Richie Blackmore. John Paul Jones was named top bassist, with John Bonham, who, as we said earlier, died in 1980, winning Best Drummer, and Robert Plant beat the late Freddie Mercury to Best Singer. So that was, why did I just say singer? So that was July 10th, 2005. That was all these dates this week in music history. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, I just use a little website there that's uh, on this date.com or something or on, on this date.com, but it's like on this music, on this day in music or something like that. A few different websites that have a lot of different sources. And uh, of course, I like to, I like to cross verify them. Um, and I do so a lot of times I use Wikipedia. You know why? Because Wikipedia has every piece of fucking information. And the teachers that told us not to use Wikipedia told us to use us that, told us not to do that because they didn't want it to be so easy. That's why. It's not edited. It is edited. And anytime it's edited, it goes right back within 30 seconds. Somebody's watching it all the time. It, Wikipedia is the first place I go for information all the time. If you're listening to me, you should go to Wikipedia instantly. It has every piece of information for everything sourced at the bottom if you'd like to really check. Just throw that, throw that out there. Moving on to finish it up for this episode, birthdays for this week. So Sunday, uh, the 4th yesterday, Bill Withers would have been 83 years old. Uh, of course, he passed uh, just a few years ago. Uh, and Post Malone, Posty boy, uh, would have turned, or, Jesus Christ, would have turned. He did turn. Uh, sorry, Postman. Uh, he did turn 26. This is a little guy. This is a young little guy. Uh, Post Malone turned 26 yesterday, Sunday the 4th, uh, which is interesting. He's got a July 4th birthday there. Uh, and today's birthday is Adam Young of Owl City. So I don't know how many people know this, but Owl City, uh, who does the song Fireflies, um, again, that's not really rocky, but uh, that is, I really, really love Owl City's music. It's very sentimental for me. Uh, turning 35 years old today, Owl City is one guy. It started as a high school project. That's it. So that's really freaking interesting. I don't know if a lot of people know that. Um, Tuesday the 6th, uh, tomorrow, 50 Cent is turning 46. He's not turning 50. 50 is not turning 50, but he is turning 46. That's That'll be really cool when he does turn 50. Not really, but uh, I'm just corny as hell. Uh, Wednesday the 7th, Ringo is turning 81. Ringo Starr, although he looks like he's 40, is turning 81 on Wednesday the 7th, uh, nothing on Thursday the 8th, Friday the 9th, Bon Scott would have been 75, Mitch Mitchell would have been 74, Bon Scott, of course, lead vocalist of ACDC early on there until his early death, and Mitch Mitchell, uh, uh, drummer for the Jimi Hendrix Experience, and Jack White will be 46 this Friday, Jack White, of course, uh, very, very influential across rock and roll and, and, and rock music and uh, with Third Man Records there and, and everything he's done with the White Stripes. Um, and Ronnie James Dio would have been 79 years old this Saturday the 10th. He passed, I think, back in 2010 or 11 or so. But um, that's it. That that was this week in music. Uh, just, uh, again, sourced from some, you know, multiple different places there online is it and bringing all together some of my favorite facts that I found, uh, across, uh, rock and roll. And, and really, like I said, you know, a couple different things there with Al city and whatnot, but some of my favorites, uh, yeah. And that's what happened this week in music from July 4th through July 10th. 
I hope you enjoy. Hope you got something out of it. Uh, you know, it's really interesting for me. I've always been somebody that connects dates uh, with everything. Tomorrow's episode, folks, is going to be absolutely sick with the jailbirds fantastic interview there all three members of the band are going to be joining me with uh, an over an hour interview uh, i'm going to have some of their tunes in there as well if you haven't got a chance to check them out uh, i put a few little, a few different instagram posts out about them but uh they're fucking sweet gonna be awesome be sure to check that one out if you only check out one episode a week i would encourage you to check out the artist interviews of course because this is about the artist it's not about me i'm just trying to bring all the art together that's what the show's about. We were on air. Now we're going off air. I hope you enjoy. We will see you tomorrow, Tuesday. This was episode one. We will see you tomorrow with the Jailbirds. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs>